Hey, it's EDB. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett. If you connect to this when it's released, then it's Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. 22 days into month two, 2023. And you're ready for our meditation, which will begin in just a few moments. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for another beautiful day. We thank you for health and strength. And God, we thank you for new mercies because you love us so much. And we just want to thank you. You say in all things, give you thanks. And we thank you because you are good to us. You are a good father. And we just praise you this morning. Bless this listening audience this morning, God. Oh, God, whatever they stand in need of, God, we're asking you to look down upon them. Strengthen them and build them up. Help us to always look to you from which cometh our health and strength. Help us to always praise and magnify you. To give you all the honor and all the glory, God. Help us to boast in you because, God, you are sweet to us. And we just want to thank you this day. We pray this day for all situations. We pray for our president. We pray for the United States of America. God, we pray that we return to you. Forgive us all our sins, O oh God, and wash us white as snow. We just want to thank you this morning. We praise you, we love you, and we magnify your name. And we give your name all the honor, praise, and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. 
chapter 4, verse 1. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Then the tempter approached him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. This morning... I can have a few moments of your time, I would like to talk to you about the significance of Ash Wednesday. The significance of Ash Wednesday. And all those agreeing with the word, respond with the holiday. Amen. 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 Had a problem this morning. I woke up, and for some reason, I found myself more ashy than I've ever been. I could not get enough lotion on me this morning. It was almost as if there was something going on to let me know that I had internal ash. There was a gentleman who told me that, uh, he said, tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. He told me this yesterday. He said, but uh, I don't mean to be funny, but you don't need to go down there and get no ashes put on you. You got internal ash. I told y'all stop laughing. This is church. Man, if you're going to be honest, you'll look down at your toes and they got some problems too, daddy. Be cracking at the corns. That's that's a problem. You need to go. You need to go to your closet and get you some lotion. That's the truth. That's the truth. Come right. to church with crusty toes and ashy ankles. That's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> and, and hit the hit the elbows too while you're at it. The fingers. Get up in the fingers. You want to Ooh. shake my hands, and you all crusty and ashy. Let you handle that. Internal ash. Ash is the symbol of dryness. The symbol that there is a lack of moisture. That there's a lack of fluid. That you found yourself somewhat in a dead place. That's ash. Ash is the result of fire, the result of something that has been burned, the result of something that has been destroyed. Ashes to ashes. If you look back at 
the burning of a building, you will see that at the end, once they put it all out, there's nothing left but the ashes. If somebody is cremated, you go and you scatter the remains or the ashes. Ashes symbolizes death. Jesus went up into the mountain to proverbially die. Now you say, how do I know that? Well, when you think about it, he went up there before he began his ministry to focus on a what his purpose was, to focus on what his mission statement was. Now, I would like to take into consideration, if you could, just for your own train of thought, please do so, because most of us have been around this place for so long. We are so spiritualized, and because we're so spiritualized, we look at the world from a religious perspective. Everything's got to be religious. What does the Bible say? What does Scripture say? What does Scripture say? If you want to cook my crawl, ask me that question. What does Scripture say? It's almost like, like you're screeching. You ever, Mom Bell, you ever saw somebody take a chalkboard and, and go across with their nails? You know how that feels, how that does you? That's what that question is. What does Scripture say? Because most times when I hear that somebody fighting with the Bible, But I like to look at the scriptures in a different viewpoint. Indulge me, if you will, because when you think about it, apart from the saving of our souls and redeeming of man and bringing God back to man and man back to God, that bridge, that's what the cross symbolizes. It's nothing more than a gigantic bridge over the waters of life, over the waters of death, over the waters of sin. That's that. But let's peel back and look at the man. Before you get to the mission, first look at the man. He was fully God, but fully man. So since he was fully God and fully man, I'm just processing this here. Please allow me this moment. I thank you if you will. That means that there had to be some some preparation. Had to be a season of mental health here. A time for me to sit down and actually go through and deal, get my body right, get my mind right. Paul had an argument or a discussion one time when he said, listen, what I do is every day I beat my body under subjection. I work out my soul's salvation. That's where I think you, you get the point where we need to do workouts. Everybody needs to work out every day. You're going for a walk. You're doing something, whether you're going to the pool, whether you're doing your laundry, whether you're going up and down your stairs a couple of times. 
What that is doing is that it's putting you into a mental state. It's putting your body, your mind into a an ideology, pushing you into a, a state of age, strengthening you, conditioning. But we'll talk about that later. That's too much to handle on the Wednesday morning. So he's sitting here, Jesus is, out here for these 40 days and 40 nights, which is where we get this celebration from, the commemoration of the uh, the, uh, the celebration of Ash Wednesday. It's, it's six weeks, 40 days between now, 40 days from yonder is going to be, uh, should I say 40 days down, yonder is going to be Easter. What he's doing here is he's preparing himself. Now, I've talked about that 14 times, but here's what I want to get out of that. What are you preparing for? You're preparing for your mission. Okay, cool. Great. Wonderful. True. So here's the question that boggles my mind. What if this is an example? What if this is the reality, the process that it is to go through on your way to something of significance? What if what we're witnessing here is nothing more than the ordinary steps? that it takes to get from point A to point B. What if this is what you and I have to go through every time we start on a new journey, every time we pursue a new goal, every time we set out on a new adventure? What if what we're seeing here is the actual roadmap to achieving our own personalized goals? I feel that Church has done a disservice to people. I feel that church has made a lot of religious people, but it never really built individuals. The building individual says that, hey, you take this human and you emulate him. You imitate him as well. That's where we get the term Christians, Christians, plural, Christians. Humans connected to Christ. So since we're supposed to be Christ-like, that means we imitate Christ. And now, let me imitate the man. Now it's okay to realize that sometimes I got problems. It's okay to realize that sometimes I'm broken. It's okay to realize that sometimes I have feelings. Sometimes I get stuck. Sometimes I get boggled down. Sometimes things almost get me. Jesus had to constantly talk to himself. Not only did he have to constantly talk to himself, he had to constantly talk to the devil. He had to constantly tell him, listen, I I see what you're trying to do here. But um, 
I know a little bit differently. Now, yeah, I'm hurting right now. I'm hungry. I'm struggling. I need a little bit of support. But what you're offering me is not the answer. But before we get to that, let me tell you why I know that. Because look at what he did, the devil did. The devil played Jesus with played, or tried to play Jesus by acknowledging, A, who he was. Oh, you're the son of God. Can't you do anything? Well, no, I, I really can't do anything. Some things are not meant to do. Just because I might be a strong person, only I need to go out and try to lift that car in the driveway with my bare hands. Can I get it off the ground? That's a possibility. But what are the effects of that? Just because I can eat that piece of cheesecake don't mean I should. What are the effects of that? What we look at here, at least for me, what Jesus was trying to show is he was trying to show, yes, I can do that. I can turn the stone into bread. I can call down the angels. I can jump off the cliff and God will come save me. All the things chapter 4 suggests. But you know the greatest victory is when I don't do it and survive anyway. When I don't look for the easy path, when I work hard at it. The old folk used to say is nothing good to life like a hard day's work. When you look back and you see after you put all your blood and your sweat and your tears into it, and then you turn around and you go, man, that's amazing. The feeling you get to know that you won. The feeling you get to know for all of my runners when you go out there Oh, yes, it's easy to go to the finish line and or start at the start line and take off two miles and then cut around the corner, jump in the car, and somebody take you down to mile 24 and put you out. And then you cruise on in the last two, and now you done ran the marathon. Technically, you crossed the finish line. Technically, you went down the road. But it's nothing. It's nothing like the fact that you did it all on your own when you ran the whole 26 miles, when you baked the whole cake, all my cooks here. There's that sense of goodness when you go down to the store and buy Betty Crocker off of the aisle and you Take it to the pharmacy, not the pharmacy. Well, some of y'all do go to the pharmacy. You got to go down there because that's where your treats are. When you go to the bakery and you get down there and they run it in the oven or put the icing and all that stuff on it, yeah, it tastes good. It tastes delightful. But you cooks would know, but it's nothing like when you pull it out the oven yourself. 
when you've completed the task yourself, when you've accomplished something that you thought you could not do, when you have overcome something that you believe that everybody told you, you ain't no cook, you ain't going to make no cake, that thing ain't going to rise, it's going to flop, it ain't going to be nothing but water when it's over. And then to see it happen, to see that you've overcome all the naysayers, all the demons in your life, So what am I trying to say here? What if this Ash Wednesday, this season of Lent, was not from a religious perspective or from a perspective of how good and noble it can be, but what if these next 40 days was therapeutic? What if these next 40 days was focused not on what we can deny ourselves for the cause of Christ? That's good. I invite you to do that if you please. But what if these next 40 days were focused on how we remove all the negativity, all the craziness, all the bad ideas, all the bad thoughts, all the negative conversations. What if this next 40 days was spent figuring out who in my world that need to be here anymore? Maybe it is taking a leap of faith and going out and pursuing a new opportunity. How do I make sure that when I get to my resurrection Sunday, that this time, if I'm going to take on a new job or take on a new, a new set of friends, how do I make sure that come resurrection Sunday, that just like Jesus walked out of the grave and left death and hell behind, that I can too, and come Easter Sunday morning, I will resurrect. I will step out into a new person. I will be a new Eric Bishaw. I will dream bigger. I will pursue harder. I will think brighter. I will connect with better. What if this 40 days was the process to that greater moment? This morning, I would like to really think about not just another event on the liturgical calendar, but how this actually makes sense to each and every one listening. Brother Dennis is coming to pray for us in just a few moments. And as he does, I would like to make a challenge to you this evening. At this moment in time, it is 5 to 7 in the morning. The sun is rising. 
blue sky is complemented by the yellow of the sun turning into a nice little sky blue. But in about 10 to 12 hours, that sky blue is going to turn to a dark bluish orange. And at that time, here's what I would like for you to consider. I would like for you to get a piece of paper, and I would like for you to spend at least an hour writing down everything that bothers you, everyone that hurts you, everything that you can think of that has happened to this moment. And then by 7 o'clock tonight, set it ablaze. May that be your Ash Wednesday, the burial, the proverbial admittance that I am burning every problem. I pray that you do that this evening. Brother Dennis will pray for us. You need to think about what Eric said, writing down things on a piece of paper. Sometimes we have to do that symbolic thing to, to remove it from who we are. Sometimes it takes that, uh, that action. But in the meantime, think about it. Pray about it. Lay it at the feet of Jesus. He'll take care of you. He'll protect you. He'll guide you. He'll tell you what to put down. And put down the truthful things that you need to get rid of, not just the things you know you <laughs> that you have. Sometimes you have to dig deep. Make that your ashes. Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for the message. We thank you for being able to think and to start to process what we have to do, not just today but every day how we need to lay all of our problems and worries and things at the feet of Jesus because he crawled up on that cross for us. That drop of blood was for us. Lord, we just thank you that you provide for us. Thank you that you watch over us. Lord, we just want to give you all the glory, all the glory, not just today, not just on Sunday, but every day. Give you the glory that you feed to us, that you cause us to think about Think about you. That's what we need to do. We need to focus on who God is. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Protect us. Give us the strength we need to come back again. In your precious name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless.